I'm digging deep for the funny this week, bro. I need you to uh, I need you to lift me in spirit. Let's see what I can do, man. You're obviously here for the number one mixtape podcast on the internet. Bro, are we, yeah. we fried beans supposed to take me to the toilet like this? Welcome to the Dip In Butter Program with Kat and Wes. Figure out what you can figure out when you can figure it out, nigga. Just be here. Good thing the doctor's appointment is set. Welcome to the Dipped in Butter program. Good morning, good evening, happy Tuesday, happy pod day, whatever day that is for you. We're going to make it Tuesday for us because we just don't know no other way. I don't even, at this point, we just (laughs) shrug the shoulders. Get ready for a show because we got one for you. This is the number one mixtape podcast on the internet. This is also the number one uh, pre-recorded podcast on the internet because that's how we do. We're going to do it for y'all. We're going to get you the shit. No matter when you get the shit, you're going to have the shit my, across from me. That's my guy. That's your guy. That's Forever Young 89 on all the socials. That's our motherfucking friend. That's West with no T. That's the motherfucking goddamn glue around here. That is Elmer Young. What is going on? My guy. Oh, you know, regular degular shit. Um, and and to to the audience right off the bat before we get into anything else, y'all don't even know what we subject ourselves to in order to get y'all this podcast. All right. I'll maybe we'll go there, maybe we won't. If you're hearing this, it's too late because it's how <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, oh, however, but my guy across from me with the hottest takes in the United States, that is cat a K with two T's on the end of that thing. You can catch my man at catandcrunch.com or you can dip into the cereal shit. Um, or you can definitely catch my man on youtube.com slash uh dipped and butter program, um, where you will find the music reviews. Um again, where the internet will let you know who they care about and who they don't. Mm-hmm. Um, this week you can catch my guy at, where did I say that we wanted to go? Oh, um, catch my man at, if I find your duffel bag full of money, I'm not looking for your ID in it. I'm just getting <laughs> the fuck out of there.com slash dipped and butter program. You can find our take on that subject most certainly. Um, but you can also catch my guy here each and every Tuesday or whichever day is pod day in your life on the dipped and butter program, wherever podcasts are placed, because that's where we place this one. My nigga and yours What's popping? Being that we are the official, unofficial Long John Silvers of podcasting. <laughs> yeah, I'm starting right there. We are the Long John Silvers of podcasting. And y'all might be wondering, well, what does that mean? Y'all niggas, what is it? Is it fishy? No, what I'm telling you is we're giving y'all everything, bro. Okay, we're giving you everything. Like Long John Silvers don't just give you the fish Listen here, They give we, you the crumbs. And in the great words of Wiz Khalifa, when you're done giving your all, you give you everything. So just like Taco Bell gave you, um, or just like Long John Silvers gave you Taco Bell, we're just going to give you a little bit more on top of that. Yeah, We're going to give you a little bit more. We're giving you the, we're going to give you a box of crumbs. We're giving you crumbs with the fries. Long John Silvers gives you the, cr- they give you the crumbs with everything, bro. They just always give you the crumbs. And we're going to always give you the crumbs here. I feel like I'm just going to just, we're going to make that our mission statement to give you the crumbs. Yeah. So let's just give them the crumbs. Guys, we are yeah, out of town. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> we're out of town again. We are pre-recorded this it. week. But that don't mean that we ain't going to be fired, bro, because I'm You're looking not. forward to being fired with my nigga. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I don't mean you haven't really even got a chance to talk about why we're out of town, where we're at, or none of that shit. So mm-hmm. I guess I'm telling you officially for the first time. Okay. Me and my family, as y'all listen to this, are currently in Las Vegas. We're taking a family trip with uh, the full family and our extended family out here in New Mexico and some of their extended family. And we're all just make, taking a little road trip. Oh, my man. God. You guys are like the Griswolds. We're doing the... 
Fam, see, this is why I fuck with you because, like, not only are we like the Griswolds, right? We are straight up taking a family van to Las Vegas and we're stopping at the Grand Canyon just to do what Clark did. You remember when he like bought three times? I was like, all right, get yeah. back in the car. We're leaving. Yeah. We're stopping at the Grand Canyon about that long just to look at it and say we saw it. And then we're going straight to Vegas. Bro, the fucking the Black Griswolds. That's dope, fam. So I'm excited about it, man. This is uh, kind of our first trip with our extended family. So um, it's going to be a riot. It's going to be a hoot. Yeah. I'm super excited for it. Um, it's weird, though, like when you take vacations for the first time with people that you've never vacationed with. Have you ever like vacationed with friends but had to preference them about how you are with vacationing before you went? Has that ever been a thing for you um, or you just have easy going? I have vacation with friends. I'm, I'm I'm pretty easy going, but it definitely is a certain standard uh, of shit that I expect to just be happening. If not, I'm very vocal about it. What kind of vacationer are you? Are you a planner or are you a flower? I'm a flower. I'm a I'm flower too. But I mean, I, I'm I'm down with the planning. I'm just not doing any of it. Like if we're on vacation, <laughs> like I'm not I'm not here to be the planner. I'm sorry, like, if you planned, I will follow some plans. But I'm more than likely just going with the flow. Do you ever feel feel bad about opting out of a plan? Like, say the whole group is like, hey, we want to go to JoJo's Seafood for dinner tonight, and if you don't feel like JoJo's, will you feel guilty at all about opting out, or will you just suck it up and eat the JoJo's? I would suck it up and eat the JoJo's, but if I opted okay. out, I would definitely feel bad, because then now I'm just out here by myself and everybody else. Like, because then they're going to, you automatically become the target once they all come back. Like, and don't let Man, them have been drinking. What else are they going to talk about while yeah. they're waiting? The they're going to talk about everything that happened, and particularly me. If that's me in that situation, and I come back, and I might have had a few drinks whatever case may be at the end of every story i'll be like and this bitch ass nigga over here wasn't there so he don't even know that's why he don't he even laughing. know about the jokes yeah that's why he ain't laughing he don't think none of this is funny like i would definitely make it a point to uh be picking on the nigga for the rest of the night so i i i would feel bad i like i like a loose plan when i vacation yeah, that's yeah, with yeah, people yeah. or if it's just my family like i like a loose outline of some plans that can be moved around if you wake up and just don't feel like it. Give me, give me loose plan. Do not give me itinerary on vacation. I'm not an itinerary. I don't want an itinerary. And you know what's weird is like when I go, when we go cruising, I don't like an itinerary until I wake up that day. And then I might make an itinerary that day. Like when you wake up feeling refreshing, like, you know what? There's a puppet show at noon on the Lido deck. (laughs) I think I I will. I I think I will. Yeah. And then you start like penciling in what you want to do for that. Like, I don't mind that, but like, planning weeks and months ahead of time it's just not my vibe like i'm not mad at anybody that does it but i like to kind of like move and groove and see how i'm feeling for the day i'm sure a lot of people don't move like that on vacation but to me that's kind of like the idea of vacation is to kind of take it as it comes and not really like set too many alarms right I mean, yeah, I can understand that. And I'm sorry, you mentioned a cruise. We were supposed to go on a cruise in March, but in light of recent events and, you know, COVID, uh, that thing's had to be canceled. So um, mm. still have never been on a boat. But, you know, we're going to push that thing back to next year unless I do the same shit next year. You never know. So uh, we're, we're rooting for next year. Next year is the year. Fam, not, not trying to, like, we, we might be doing two topics at one here because I do want to talk to you about Vegas, but maybe we wait until we come back and fully flesh out Vegas. But, um, <laughs> That is another thing I wanted to talk to you about. Like, we had planned this Vegas trip maybe a couple of months ago. Pull the full trigger on it, right? We have been talking about it for a while. But we pulled the trigger on this trip, like, around the time when things was getting better, shit was opening back up, people mm-hmm. was getting vaccinated, and we was, like, on the uptrend. Well, <laughs> like, I'm a crunch had something different in mind. So now we're literally going to the city that never sleeps, 
at the height of another resurgence. Like, what the fuck is happening? I know, right bro. Do every day that they come out with a new variant, do it make yo um do it make you feel like your vaccinated bars just depleting? Every, are you in the red right now? Or are you in like the orange yellow area? Because right now I feel like I'm orange. <laughs> I feel like I'm orange, and we're, we're working our way. Oh, you got boosted. <laughs> you got a booster. You know, y'all can't see it, my but I literally booster. just showed Wes my bed that I oh, just you, got you a just booster. Got charged like two up, hours baby. Ago. <laughs> you Man, just got charged up. This is another thing I wanted to talk to you about. So fucking, I'm glad we, fam. <laughs> remember, I came in here and told our listening audience when I got vaxxed. I was like one of the first niggas y'all knew that got vaxxed. You were on the I front like lines of vaccination. First. I got my vaccination when the military was still handing them out. Like when it was, I got my vaccination so early they were still pulling like military tanks up. You definitely to the high school, and you it was definitely like, got a shot by a nigga with a uh, with a red cross arm uh, band around his arm. <laughs> Fam, sure. I got my vaccination so early they were still asking, "Are you okay?" After they gave you the shot, like at now when they now give you the option. shot, they just throw the needle over their left shoulder. <laughs> Bitch don't even come out with no gloves on. She, if you take too long to get it from your seat in the waiting room, she just come over to you and poke your ass and be like, "Fuck you from the lobby." I swear to God, getting the back shot now—it's like getting chicken from after church. That's that's how how routine and normal they try to make it. Wes, no bullshit. When I went to go get my booster today, I got it from the fire station, like about a half hour outside of town. My nigga that took my appointment had his foot up in the chair. See what I'm saying? <laughs> he had his like, feet up in the chair. Like, nobody even cares anymore. Like, it's at this point, it's like, you're going to get it or you're not going to get it. You're going to like it or you're not going to like it. You're going to do it or you're not going to do it. Just how like, they... Last just, time I had a shot, they were still, like, monitoring you to make sure you sat for 15 they minutes. They don't care. When the nigga gave me the shot now, he was like, yeah, they kind of want you to wait 15 minutes, but kind of just go to your car whatever you want to do and then he just like took the next person that's what i said i wasn't even out of my chair yet that's what i'm saying when i went and got mine they was like uh you know they say stick around for 10 minutes but that's up to you fam like if you want to go home do your thing like right just don't uh, nod okay. behind the wheel if you gotta yeah. drive far and then like you like i say because you know in light of recent situations and then because of my medical situation and the medication that i'm on like matter of fact i forgot i need to i'm just reminding myself in real time <laughs> that i need to ask my doctor if i'm even allowed to get this fucking booster shot you know well, what I'm saying? What or if I need to do anything. Huh? What's up with that? I mean, like, just why, because why of the med- just because of the medication that I'm on, um, you know, it says before you get, you know, a flu shot or a vaccination or anything like check that. Check with the doctor. Check which doctor, make sure you ate one and shit. So I don't, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to just assume I may want to go get it and then bleed out the eyeballs in front of everybody. <laughs> and it'd be like, oh, you were on the medicine and you didn't act like it's all based upon asking your doctor. It's like the universe knows. I like the I like the idea of you being in the lobby and literally like Catching stigmata right in the lobby, like you're getting the blood of Christ from your palms, Man, and they're like, "This nigga didn't read the label of he his didn't, medication." He didn't ask his doctor. I told you, just like the universe knows, like there's not a box that you have to check. There's none of that no. shit you have to say. It's just like, as soon as you start bleeding from the eyes, people look at you and go, "You didn't ask your doctor, he did didn't you?" Ask. Like, and you, you 100 percent right, dog. Like I am in the red. I'm so far in the red right now. Like. I've never felt so overdue for some shit in my life. Like I'm watching changes happen at work and around me. Like <clears throat> as me and you talk, we're getting emails that they're possibly going to be shutting the schools back down again, that the yeah. cases are so fucking high, which yeah. y'all have heard me cry for months already about being a bad teacher and <laughs> the, the personal <laughs> trials that I go through trying to teach my child how to, how to read. I can't so even I be can't, a sub. 
I can't do it again, bro. Like I just cannot do it again. So I'm I'm terrified of that. But like I said, like I got my vaccination so early. Fam, don't you know I'm treated like a like I'm unvaxxed at work. For real? If I bro, at my job, the way the policy works is my vaccination is so old at this point, with until I got the booster today, that if I was in quote unquote close contact with somebody that tested positive, I gotta go home for five days regardless. And it comes um, out of my own personal system. Oh, no, 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 no. I need COVID time, baby. You That's can't play like, me like fam, that. How soon can I get this booster, bro? Because y'all cannot be taking my personal yeah, time. Nah, yeah, I got to get boosted up. And that's why I say it's it, it's on the docket for me for sure. Because like I said, I feel, I feel like I'm in the orange right now, working my way down to the red. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't feel great. What's, what's the threshold for you when it comes to these boosters? Now, obviously, we are talking super like... What do you call it? Uh, hypothetically, you know what I mean? Like, hopefully the three, maybe four is going to be it, what we need to get through this thing. But we all kind of have in the back of my mind, like, man, this might be a yearly shot. Like, would you could, would you consider yourself to be a yearly booster getter for this vaccine if it requires that to stay COVID free or at least COVID protected? Yeah. Like I'm thinking about it right now, and as much as as much as I would, yeah, because I wanted to be tough right now and be like, hey, they only gonna get about five years worth of boosters out of me, nigga. But I want to stand my ground so bad. I do, but it's real. Like we are, we are watching like real time science happen and getting data in real time, and like this this virus has become a thing that you can absolutely gauge from what's going on around you. How is, you know, how it's yeah, going. For I've real, never for been real. able to see a sickness so close. Yeah. I've never can. been able to see a sickness so up close before. Yeah. It's, so I, I, I think as long as that's around, yeah, I mean, and like I say, as long, as long as the numbers support that, and I don't even want to really base it off of numbers, like you say, because it's, it's, it's a lot of things to base it off of, but as long as it looks like the booster is assisting in niggas not dying. And, you know, they come up with 42 new uh, variants every day. I'm just trying to stay ahead of the race <laughs> however I need to. And if that's how we got to do it, then that's how we got to do it. Because I got a family to feed, fam. I got I to gotta be here. Yeah, it, It's wild, bro. Because Oh, nigga, you got the baby on the way. Does that change anything? Everything. We ain't even had that talk. Everything. We ain't even had. So everything. does that factor into your decision of, like, how many boosters you willing to get? Like, are you just like boost me up, whatever I got? Oh do yeah, now nah, we 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 on full we on full cover. Whatever got to be done, we on full cover protection, fam. Right now, like we we I'm back. I mean, of course, it was getting that way anyway. We definitely back masked up. You know what I'm saying? All type. There's no there's no games being played out here, fam. Yeah, they they going back out here to masks at all times. They yeah. going to masks outside now, like yeah. Here, we went drawing it way. Yeah, back, we went bro. to uh, we went to Five Guys the other day, and right on, yeah, mask is required to enter. Yeah, and we we already on board, but like fuck yeah, I'm I'm with that, and that's just how I got to be when we go outside right now because it's too much at risk. Can't can't afford it's, can't afford the COVID for nobody up in here. It's it's an interesting thing I, I found out recently just through talking to my wife that I didn't know. That they're requiring her to have the booster, not to be vaccinated, but vaccinated with booster to continue to attend her college courses. Fam, it's, did you know it's, that was a thing? No, but it's like they they about to not have a choice. You know what I'm saying? Because like everybody is the the environment that people are trying to create is a is a and that's really what it's based off of, and it it, it comes off as intrusive, and I can understand that. But like again, pe- people people want to 
the people on the non-vaccinated side want to want to walk a fine rope where they don't want to get vaccinated and they don't want to wear a mask. And it's like, well, fam, you just have to follow rules on the other yeah. side. And like it's it's really become even with the postings of signs at places become like we really prefer, like we strongly advise that you have a mask. <laughs> we strongly on. Like, suggest we'll please. deal with a couple of you niggas without the mask on. But I feel like if it's on the door, like you can't get mad if a motherfucker be like, hey, do you got your mask? Can you put a mask on? And if you give any feedback, they got the right to be like, OK, well, can you exit? Like. Yeah, it, it trips me out when people feel like they have so much entitlement. It's like you know this is a private business, right? Like nobody then, has to serve you. And then honestly, and we 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 get to this point every time we have this conversation lately. But like at this point, niggas is not dropping dead off of the fucking vaccination, dog. Like we're not turning into zombies. How? <laughs> like yeah, how many That's more people? How like. how much longer is it going to take before y'all actually believe that this is helping people? And see, that's the thing I don't like about conspiracy theories, Wes. Like, we we really getting into the shit that I hate about that myself. Because, like, the problem with conspiracy theories and conspiracy theorists is, is they always got an extended expiration date on the shit they're trying to tell you, right? Like, they telling you, like, you ain't going to be able to have kids and you're going to grow a tail and your DNA is going to be mutated. And it's like, well... If at the end of a whole year of us getting vaccinated, nothing like that has happened, they can always just extend their claim like it ain't happened and yet, fam, but you don't know when it's going to happen. Like, fam, how long you can wanna you know, keep this up, bro? You want to know? You want to know what almost did it for me too? They, the, the anti-vaxxers almost had me at the at the fucking uh, sterilization part, fam. Because and you want to know what? Because that was nut juice. <laughs> that was in the window when we was trying, and I'm like, yo, this is. This is hard work on the lowest of keys, fam. Like, this ain't as easy as you... you it can be easy, but you know what I'm saying? In, in different circumstances, it might be more difficult. So, like, in the trying stuff, I'm about like, like, hold on, bro. Like, like I ain't never tried so hard me, for fam. Anything. Yeah, I'm like, maybe the shot got me out here, GG. <laughs> like, maybe. And then, like, as soon as, as soon as it was greenlit and everything was up, I was like, oh, fuck that. Nah, they lost me. Not a member hey, I know we kind of topic jumping, but that's another bar, too. Like, talking about, like, trying to conceive. Oh, yeah. That shit gets in your head. No, it does, fam. Men, let alone black Dog. men, we don't talk about that. Like, when you're actively trying to have a baby and when you're trying to catch, what do you call that, the... The um the, the ovulation cycle. period. The, uh, thank you. The, yes, the cycle. The ovulation the period. Difference. Same difference. It's a part of the cycle. <laughs> it is a part of the cycle. When you when you trying to catch the ovulation and you're trying to like be on time and then you're trying to be sexy for five minutes while your girl holds no, her ankles on ma'am. the like cradling them. Like, bro, it's so it bro, it's a mind fuck, bro. Me and my me and my brother was talking about it because that, that was his thing too. He was like, it's fucking with me because you got to take the sexy out of it sometimes. Like, yeah, when it, it comes to trying, him, like it becomes scientific. Nobody wants to fuck like math. That part, and that's yeah, sometimes what it math. comes down to. Like, hey, we got like you could probably ask my wife, fam, and I don't even feel embarrassed to say this. Like, I remember one morning, I woke up, start doing my morning routine. I full blown came out the bat. My wife was ass in the air. Like, babe, we got to do this, and I started crying, nigga. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, this is this is why I, I love wanna, you, bro. Because don't we don't talk about we we don't talk about performance anxiety enough. I don't wanna. I'm I'm right with you, bro. Listen, I, I want to jump out there with you. When me and my wife was actively trying and trying, and yeah. I don't think it lasted that that long. She might not even fucking remember us actually trying and trying to catch like an ovulation <laughs> and shit, fam, bro. You want to talk about pressure as a man when you like wrote. Like when you like you said you walk out the bathroom and all of a sudden it's go time now and your dick just gotta be ready to perform. Like, oh no, I'm not. Like you're not gonna kiss me on the neck or nothing. Like we don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> can, can I you, please fam, can you little spoon me for at least five a seconds? Man, 
as a man, you never realized you was that soft until you had to go right now. Like going you, right now is hard. Like, bro. have you ever tried not to make eye contact with your wife while she's got her ass out for you? Like, this is for you. Like, this is this is what you. This is everything that you dreamed of. This is just that shit we was talking about. Mm-hmm. Where sometimes I do want you to be like, that's the aggressive move. That it be like she looked at me when I came out the bathroom and went right ah. Babe, come on. We got to do this. It's time. Like, this I was yeah, just like, I just don't think I'm going to be able to do it right now. And I, I like, I never stopped moving to put my shirt on or nothing. I'm just like, babe, I'm, I'm sorry. She like, she like, I'm about it's to tell, so... she's like, I'm about to tell my friends <laughs> that you cried. Like, and I'm like, tell them, like, you got to tell them. Tell I don't even feel bad if you tell them. Cause say. yeah, like I'm weak right now. I it's, can't, it's like, I can't. Okay. Fuck it. Let's get into it. We didn't write this down, but we here now. The dick, the human dick. I'm not talking about my dick or your dick. The human, <laughs> the human. dick, just the way God laid this out. It is an interesting thing because, like, I, I'm sure that there's niggas out there that's like, bro, if I just think about it, my dick will go. Good for you, bro. Like, listen, Absolutely. I'm not trying to tell you you're a liar. Good for you. And 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 95% of the time, my dick works that way. Won't lie to you. But like you say, sometimes the on... Co- I, for, I, <laughs> uh, because, me? You're talking but, to me? Listen. Because if you, like, okay, let, let's just, sometimes say that there's a dick work button. Sometimes you push it once and it doesn't work right away. But sometimes all it takes is to push it twice. But here's the thing. Nothing can match the cold sweat that rushes over you when you push it the first time and it don't just Don't let that happen. Your, your brain don't go, it's okay. Just it's like when you pull in. the cord on the lawnmower. You go, oh my God, I pushed it once and it didn't work. Yeah. Like, it's it's insanity, bro. Like, I don't. I kind of don't understand why God built it like this. Like, what no, is this? No, fam, but that's what this is where the saying comes from the dick has a mind of its own. And yeah, that's why. Sometimes like, you're just laying in the bed watching cartoons and the blanket you hits you no just control. right now. Yeah. Now, oh, look, look at yeah. this. Where were you, you have though? No control. Day? Like, you, you moved from your left side to your right side and you rubbed a little bit too much on your thigh. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> guess what, buddy? <laughs> We're, we're ready for stupid. anything, but like on, on demand, like you say, men are like horny toads. So like 95% of the time, like I would have came out the bathroom hoping you was going to be as ready as I usually am. And that was mm-hmm. like, that was the morning I had already played because it was, you know, we, we turned into like a two a day, three a day thing at a point in time, fam. And like, I think that might've been like day, day six, fam. inside. And I was just like, babe, I just... I really do love you. I really do. <laughs> you know and I, I do too. And you know and you I'm know in this I thing. This We're in this thing together. But I just don't think I can do this right now. Like she called the, you the one morning that you was the on. one. Like, you, know, morning. you know the mornings that you're already thinking about work before you even wake up. Yeah, like, yeah fam. She called you in the morning that you're already thinking about the shit you don't want to do at work yes. before your eyes. Are <laughs> yeah, open. fam. Your and that eyes was on the list. Like, oh my. Fucking God, it's, it's Tuesday. Like it's yeah, one of those, like, bro. I just want, I just want to rest. I don't, I don't think I got it in me today. But that's you know, that's a rare occasion. But leapfrogging back, let's okay. leapfrog back to COVID for just a second, right? Okay. We're here. We're it's all, all, it's all, it's all relevant. It's all relevant. It's the number one recorded podcast on the internet. Listen, ever COVID. Where are you at with your M Night Shyamalan movie viewing? Are you a fan? Do you watch them? Do you suck your teeth at the mention of his movies? We're not. Where are you at with M Night Shyamalan? If you think we're about to talk about this movie old, I promise no, I haven't you. seen it yet. Oh, cat, do not watch it. I'm gonna watch it because I'm a fan. Don't I like M Night Shyamalan. Not record. all of it though. I, some on of his shit record. I hate, but most of his shit I like. Pat, on is it that that bad or is record. it kind of bad? 
on record, you should not watch this movie. No, and, but you want to know what? You're, you're, nope, watch it. Now I want you to watch it. You're so interested. Go ahead, watch it, and we'll talk about it later. For the most part, me and my wife like his movies. And I'm glad that that's where we are with M. Night because now I got to ask you this. Have you ever seen his movie, The Happening, with Marky Mark? I feel like we've talked about this movie before, but maybe uh, if, not. if I have, it's been a long time. Nothing's ringing it's the, the bell. It's the movie where people end up like just killing themselves out of nowhere and everybody's trying to figure out what the fuck is going on and Marky Mark is Marky marking it in the movie. It's it's pretty much widely, as, it, at least on YouTube, it, regarded as his is stupidest set in, movie. Is it set in South Boston? Yes, I think. Yes. I'll st- yes, even if it's not, right? That's a very... that's No, you don't even get it. That's a very funny Marky Mark joke. Most of his movies are set They're in all Boston. Boston. I yeah, know, like, I it's know. very, very funny. Like, everybody knows The Village is probably regarded as his worst rated movie, but The Happening is regarded as his stupidest movie. Like, everybody hates it because it's stupid. They don't hate it because it's okay. bad. They hate it because it's stupid. Me and my wife like the movie. We've seen it probably six or more times. I, Sometimes we like stupid shit, Wes. Sometimes. And that's okay. No, we, this is this is the number one B movie house over here, okay? My wife is the B movie like queen, B fam. Movie. Like sometimes she just goes on a run of watching B movies and we'll sit down and watch. We watched a fucking uh was it Gerald Butler, I think? The nigga from 300. We watched a uh-huh. crazy movie of him being like this wild serial killer, crazy road rage stalker nigga. It was nuts, fam. But like we watch a gang of dumbass movies. The other night I turned on Snakes Out of Compton and just rolled over and went to bed and made my wife watch it. <laughs> I turned it on. I watched Here it with her for twenty minutes and rolled right yeah. over. Put the covers on. Here you go. Enjoy that. And what's what's so sinister is, is I know my wife has a problem. She can't stop watching the movie once it's on. So she just sat up and watched She's the whole it. dumbass. She's movie. all. The but way anyway, in, it. in the happening, what happens? I'm not going to say spoiler alert because one, fuck that. We uh, we came up in the '90s, and for two, the movie is probably twenty years old or some shit by now. So if you haven't seen it by now, what the fuck? You know, you don't care. But. The trees, turns out, is what was causing people to kill themselves, and it was a natural reaction to people being on the planet and pollution and shit like that, and nature just kind of like flexed a muscle and defended itself, right? That's mm-hmm. the theory. Mm-hmm. I like how you're nodding because as I'm saying it, that don't sound like the bad, uh, too bad of a premise. It's not, it's not a bad plot. That sounds it's interesting. It's not a bad plot. Like it, could, it could be interesting. That sounds interesting. But you could also not, fuck though. it up. Like the way it's executed is <laughs> it's not. But you could fuck it but up. It's, on paper, it sounds great. But here's why I bring it up. The idea of nature reacting to the existence of humanity is a really dope concept when you think about it. It's kind of like if uh global warming had a knife you know what i mean like if the planet really just got tired of our shit and started defending itself i bring it up because how sure are we that covid is not the happening bro? i mean true or like the same same difference as fucking uh bird box fam like bird it box. seems like the simplest thing to bird box was to mind your fucking business. Like, rule number two here on the show. Mind your business. Seems like if you minded your fucking business in Bird Box, you could have survived. Bird Box can't like, get you if you mind your business. If you didn't open the door or if you didn't go outside, all of you people would have been okay. Yeah. You could have just not looked at it. <laughs> like it, it killed me in that movie how interested people was and they just had to see it. And I was like, fam, I don't need to see any I don't. Of yeah, I don't need to see none of that shit, bro. And we all, all got smartphones. We can look at our phones. I, yeah, and it's 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 the same thing as like you know a hood theory. Like if I if niggas is hanging out on the porch and I'm the last nigga to pull up and I just came from around the corner, I'd be like, hey, all y'all niggas up here got on wife beaters. And some niggas around the corner said, anybody come around the corner with a wife beater on, you getting your ass beat. 
and the dumb nigga on the porch be like, I'm going around the corner. Like right, they're not gonna do nothing to me. I just told you not and to go around the corner. What's it going to hurt you to stay here? What's it going to hurt you to stay here and like, keep doing what you were already doing? But you, but you got to go and do it. And that's just the premise to a lot of it. When you, when you come across these movies like this, it's just... I, I tell my wife all the time after we finish watching them, like, babe, we got to figure out some shape, form, or fashion how to get some money to write a, to, to write a movie. Because people... Apparently, it's not hard to submit an idea and to get a budget to make a film, fam. But we can just skim off the top. Fuck it. <laughs> some of these movies, like you... When you watch them, especially if you're like y'all and we're kind of the same way, like you watch some of these B movies and my mind literally starts just wondering like, damn, somebody could have checked for this. Like there was a budget. Yeah. There was a budget. Like somebody opened their wallet and was like, I like this. Get it done. And then, and then, and then like it's taking forever to get this fucking Mike Tyson film. Like I'm interested to see the Mike Tyson film. Why have we not got Jamie Foxx's weak ass to do this Yeah. It's been 13 years. Like what's taking so long to get this fucking movie out? Fam, we've been waiting on that forever. We've been waiting on Andre three thousand to be Jimi Hendrix, or did that happen? And I just missed I think, it. I think, I think they scrapped it because I, I feel like somebody else was playing Jimi Hendrix. Fam, I even want to say somebody said Mike Epps' goofy ass was playing Jimi Hendrix. Dog, like, and, and maybe I imagined it, but was most of that supposed to be Nelson Mandela, or did I just make that up? You might have made that up. Because <laughs> I can see, the, I can see them giving that to fucking um, goddamn. What's my man's name? While I'm blanking on it right now. Um, Shit, the Black Iron Man. You know who I'm talking about. Oh, Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah I can Don see Chicklets. Don Cheadle getting that one. I can see Don Chicklets doing that, bro. I can Don see Chicklets Denzel getting that one. Denzel starting to look like Nelson Mandela. I'd rather go ahead and see Don Cheadle, bro. I don't want to see. I, I, I would love too. Some Denzel, but, but I think old Denzel is starting to look like. Yeah, <laughs> at least the back Nelson. of his yeah. neck for sure. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Can I talk to you about something and just jump straight off topic to talk to you about something I'm mad about? That's what we're doing today anyway, so fuck it. Okay, so I I don't know if this is a source of nostalgia for you. I honestly don't even know if you give a fuck about this because I don't know how much me and you in our friendship, let alone our podcast, have ever talked about cartoons. Uh, Were you with cartoons growing up at all? Like, was that a thing for you after school, morning, Saturday, Saturday? Was any of that a part of your childhood? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I I lived that. I I read somewhere that I guess Disney or Disney Plus is rebooting the 1997, circa 1997, X-Men animated series. Okay. Um, They're uh, allegedly bringing back all the old voices to redo these voices for this reboot. Everybody except for Jubilee, I guess, because she was a teen and the lady that did her voice is too old to sound like a teen again. But they're bringing everybody back to do animated 1997 X-Men, the reboot. And as I was reading it and I was looking at the animation and all of that, I was like sitting thinking, I was like, fam, I like I was in school in the 90s. I remember running home to watch X-Men. Mm. I remember this growing up and that show is trash, bro. Like this, it's, it's that show is trash. And I knew it was trash when I used to run home to watch it. Like it was 80% dialogue, 10% dope scenes. And the other 10% was waiting to hope and see if the scene was going to be dope. Well, I think, I think that's a new wave that the reboots are taking. Yeah. I Mm -hmm. mean, I think, I think they're trying to like reboot them to like, do them in a different way and potentially try to do them some justice. Like, Maybe for instance, put some I, more seasoning in it. Yeah, put a little bit more seasoning. Like the um, I don't, did you see the Fresh Prince of Bel Air trailer that they put out? I mean, now let's talk about it though because that they yeah, are 
and I, I, I and I'll, I'll take this from Joe and them because they they talked about it a little bit, and I, I did like this one point, but like they're not they're not giving us the comedy. Yeah. Yeah. They are not I giving do, us the I comedy. Like, uh, they're, they're giving us the they're giving us the drama, the hood thriller. Yeah, I mean, it yeah. seems like we're gonna get a little bit more depth out of this. But I I, I hope they I hope they don't make it so dark and deep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I hope right. they keep some of the 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 light airiness and some of the fly shit that was in there in there. You know what texture and complexion I would like from this reboot of Fresh? Of, I'm sorry, just call it Bel Air. Uh, maybe mm. like uh, ATL. Like ATL had yeah. light moments and the dark moments were dark. The yeah. serious moments were serious, but the fun moments were genuinely fun. And not even, where is that? Where's ATL 2 at? They gave us the walk down got, the street and nothing else. <laughs> they gave else. us a walk down the street. We got excited and then it was like, all right. At some point. Yeah. <laughs> Stop bugging us. We was together. You see, it's this? definitely coming out. We it's did definitely something. coming after the Atlanta series with Donald Glover, and that ain't even coming out till March. So I think they just walked down the street, but they're still walking. But um, yeah, I, I would like a, a darker but lighter complexion to this Bel Air series. I guess maybe why I got so frustrated when you brought it up was uh easy to block captain, man. Uh for <laughs> For those of y'all that don't listen to battle rap or watch battle rap, man, this easy to block Captain nigga from Philly is like some new battle rap nigga that I think everybody gasses up. He's not that great to me, but everybody. I didn't think he was that great either. I just watched him. Fam, all of the 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 last card whatever came on with like some of my favorite niggas on it, bro. I I literally turned off every battle. It was bad. It It was was terrible, bro. bro. Like it was some yuck moments. Like even. Even the surf versus twerk, like surf was oh doing his thing, God, but that was a nasty battle. Like twerk is just terrible. But nasty. like, not to get into the battle rap bag because I know that's only going to hit like three of our <laughs> listeners. But um, anyway, the 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 dude that's in Bel Air, easy to black block captain, is in this movie, and just seeing him in the movie just turned my stomach, bro. Just because it's like. Now, who saw him and was like, "We need him on the big screen." Now, correct me: is this a series or a movie? I thought it was a movie. Is it I don't a know. I don't. I don't have a clue. That's why I say maybe I'm wrong. Mm. If it's a movie, then I may dig it a little bit more. Because if they're not going to try and like, I just want to stress movie. this. If they're not going to try and stretch this out into a few seasons for me, then I might like it just a little bit more. Well, I'm kind of sick of series. Can I be honest with you, bro? Me too. Like, if one more motherfucker tells me, me I need to watch X, I don't need to watch any of this shit. There are too many series on or not TV, even bro. It's, t- it's, a, it's time for somebody it's time for somebody to do something different and a, a lot of people get a lot of people like the series because it keeps people coming back to your series when you keep dropping okay. if you got them hooked but i want somebody to blow their load and drop like six seasons of a new series at one time and be like Just, have oh, at that it, would shit. be hard have at it's it it's all here right now have at, and i'm gonna story and here. then in six months I might give you six more. You know what I'm saying? Just to be, and because series are shot like movies now, you know what I'm saying? I, I wonder how many like episodes actually get shot in a day because of the way that they shoot series nowadays. Like mm. you probably get three or four done in a week. Yeah. I mean, so it probably don't take you long to shoot a season in all actuality. I'm sure it takes more work. And of course I'm speaking as an ignorant nigga, but like, I mean, I, but you're telling them what you want as the consumer though. Yeah. I mean, like you important. said, because the whole, like even with the, sometimes you lose that even even when people come back to your series you lose that connection that people had while they were in it watching it even for mm-hmm. you know even though for i mean and this is the prime example of why i'm saying that like you might somebody might fuck around and catch your show at season four and mm-hmm. watch all four seasons of that shit and it might be right before you redrop it or it might be you know what i'm saying a, a little while before you redrop a new season but like the the vigor that they had watching it at, at the beginning wasn't you know what i'm saying and, they, and now they gotta wait 
now they got to wait week by week by week where you can give right. somebody the story front to back through six seasons if you really write it great enough and film it the right way. And you might be able to do that shit once a fucking year and like have people really tied in and have people talk about your shit all year long because it's only but so many people who can sit down and watch six seasons of some shit. You know what I'm saying? Versus when you drop that season, people sit down and watch that shit on a Saturday, nigga. Right. On a weekend. All that shit out. Yeah, they your shit gets it. blown Bro, on a weekend. Bro, that's got to be some of the most offensive, disrespectful shit. If you're like a TV producer or a director or a writer, and like this is your life's blood. Like you've been working on this shit since high school. You finally got the budget. You've been writing this script for these characters for fucking 15 years. You finally get the first season out. Netflix buys it. They put it all out on a Friday. Somebody consumes your shit by Sunday, and now they're tweeting out, we're season two. Like, nigga, fuck you, bro. Like, we're season two. My mom died while I was writing this shit. You know what I mean? But you see what I'm saying? Like, I mean, and even with the show, like you, you know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers was was loving Joe's crazy ass on there. And then, like, I was like that. Bro, I consumed season one so hard. And, like you said, to your point, when I hit the wall in the season finale of season or one or two or whatever it was before, like they took the pause and came back with the third season or whatever, mm-hmm. I was like, damn, I'm so interested. And the little bit of time it took for them to get that next season to us, I tried to start the next season, got through two episodes, and I was like, man, lost and me. That, and that was the reaction of a lot of people. But had you gone, like probably had you gone back and watched all of season two and then went right into season three and consumed all of that, you would have been like, I would oh, still be there, my God, like I'm right back in the story because I'm, I'm sure it's, pro- it's probably a great continuation of the story because the crazy bitch was around at the end of two. And they just wrapped it into season three and they became a little crazy-ass family. Like the, st- mm-hmm. the shit is probably fire, but because you were so detached from it at that point and then the times that we live niggas been at home dog i don't want to think about no nigga stalking me no, you know what i'm saying no crazy people <laughs> I'm too like, easy to find yeah nah bro too identifiable like i'm i'm off of this also more validity to your point in that is like one of the reasons i think i feel so hard for the office as a series is because by the time i got hit to the office i think five or six of the nine seasons was already available on, mm-hmm. on Netflix. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So by the time I got caught up to season six, the rest of them shits was out and I was able to watch the entire series of The Office on my time yeah. at my leisure when I wanted. So it was so much more of a joy to consume because whenever I wanted to go back to Scranton, they was just waiting for me. Yeah, You know what I mean? That yeah. shit made it super enjoyable for me and not just as one or two seasons or a mini series, but nigga, this is a whole fleshed out. Like these are people's lives. Yeah. I'm not talking about like the written lives, but like, uh, what's the dude's name? John Krasinski or mm-hmm. fucking, uh, Rain Wilson, like these motherfuckers grew through this series. Like you watch them grow as actual people as well. So right. it was like super involving to watch that shit. Or like I say, drop drop that shit like a movie because I seen somebody post something like that that says, "How many of you motherfuckers will ever sit down and watch a ten hour movie?" And it's very rare that anybody would do that shit. Yeah, you know right. I mean, but that's why they just bust it down into these episodes and these seasons for you and drop it all at once. Because again, like I say. That's how it's shot. They shoot it like a movie. So all they do is just find somewhere to chop and cut shit and edit it and turn it into episodes mm-hmm. to keep you motherfuckers, you know what I'm saying, on, on the cliffhanger. But it's it's written that way. Yeah, I mean. That makes like, me think about like Kill Bill. You know what I yeah. mean? Like Quentin Tarantino never intended for Kill Bill to have a volume one and volume two. It was intended to be consumed all at once. It just was like the productions uh, right. companies and the movie did. It was like, fam, 
we cannot let you Put show five four hours, and a half six hours hour movie. Yeah, of this karate flick to anybody, bro. What's wrong with you? <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, and uh, I, I believe in that so much. And I tell people all the time, and me and my wife stand on that hard. Like, we don't watch volume one without watching volume two. We never right. watch volume two first and then oh shit let's go back like we always consume it and like you said like if you if you if you've ever really watched them in two separate settings or one like this it starts off as a continuation of the first one like (laughs) and that's why like if you've never seen it you look lost like or if you even if you haven't seen the movies in a long time and you just start watching two you'd be like fuck is going on how did this movie start this way like i'm just supposed (laughs) to know a whole bunch of shit that happened already which is interesting because when they put it in theaters that way and we was all in the theaters watching it confused we took it as man quentin is so stylish when really it was like nah fam i was forced into this it's the same movie yeah it's the same movie i'm not gonna lie to y'all it's absolutely the same movie uh speaking of hate bro we we jumping all around this week bro this is great i hate chicken strip sandwiches wes chicken strip sandwiches i can i can see how that could be a problem um I, i live in fear in my own home because uh my <laughs> wife is like yo like my wife likes like the walla whataburger whataburger uh chicken strip sandwiches and anytime she sees the commercial on tv with them like slowly pouring the barbecue sauce over three strips in texas toast she goes mm, i love that sandwich i gotta have me one of those and i just be looking like I think chicken strip sandwiches are the dumbest fucking thing in the it's world. It's not. It's not the greatest of sandwich because the chicken tenders get to rolling they just all fall over the place. <laughs> like, it's they not, start rolling off like fucking Lincoln logs, yeah, and it's, it's not, the. I hate chicken strip. Not sandwich. good sandwich material. I can agree with you there, bro. If you were to pick the worst building block for the in between of a sandwich. Chicken strip has got to be like right below mozzarella Bro, sticks. Bro, and like, nah, see, now you bring it up, uh, high nigga shit got me thinking all over again. I I don't understand why nobody at Cane's has thought about this idea, fam. They can sell these oh. bitches for a dollar, a dollar fifty, two dollars maybe. Y'all price it however y'all want to price it. chicken strip sliders? Take the fucking Texas toast, slice that bitch down the middle, put and the put a tender strip in, in with there. With a little bit of the sauce in the slot. Man, why are they not doing that? Because the, the the toast is thick enough where you can put a slit in it like an ass crack. They and you can need, put one strip. They need a real nigga on the executive board to tell them, "Hey, take that toast. You have something here. Slice it right down the middle. You have something here. It's just a little snack. It's a little snacker. It's a little cane snacker. It's a little cane snacker. It's a snacker. Fam, <laughs> you can slide down that toast. I don't know how I toast. get this to anybody. Like. I don't, Why I don't you know how, email them? I'm a, maybe I will, but like that's that's the idea. Like I don't know why nobody. You can. I don't. I don't know. This like, is like me yelling about why Popeyes don't have breakfast biscuits. Like you got biscuits, right. you got chicken. All you got to do is just fucking put the chicken in the biscuit. I'm glad you said that part too. But I'm glad you said that because when you said you hated um, chicken tender sandwiches, which I completely understand. They're I was stupid. Ask you, Wes. Whose chicken sandwich do you like? Did you have an opportunity to have the Popeyes chicken sandwich? Have you had the KFC chicken sandwich? Let me just tell you that. If we weren't doing this show virtually, I would stand up in my chair and hug you right now because nothing makes me happier than talking about the Popeye sandwich two and a half years after its relevance is but come well on cooled now. off. Come on I want to talk about it now. now come on now. You know, what, I you, know, you. you know what we do. It sounds like I'm being funny, but I just was yelling at my wife about this the other day. Like, I fi- Because she likes it too. 
And I finally came clean with her. I finally came clean and I was like, babe, that Popeye sandwich is not that good, bro. No. And here's why. Here's You're why lying. I love Popeye's everything. You are lying. But it's too much crust. And some a lot of times the crust don't get cooked thoroughly. They doing so your wrong. Now you're yeah. like getting breading in your mouth, and they like doing you got a mouthful of breading with no chicken in there. They doing y'all wrong. I think the Popeye sandwich is delicious. Like, okay, top am I getting bad service? In, in the new probably, but in like the new chicken sandwich era wave, like. Mm-hmm. Of, I still don't think anybody holds a candle to Chick-fil-A and all of this shit, but that's a I still do, too. Chick-fil-A is um, still the best Yeah, top, top-tier sandwich, spicy sandwich and all, yeah, I mean. Um, but I think the Popeye sandwich is good. Now, let other people tell it the 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 current chicken sandwich is not the original chicken sandwich. They've you know, altered they, they it. Went, yeah, they, yeah, they went course, back and stepped on they it. Have. They made some chicken. They, they made some chicken breasts. Yeah, you know I don't blame saying? them. They should I don't blame them neither. However, um, and I don't care if they're a part of this club or not, but the KFC chicken sandwich, fam? It's good. The KFC chicken sandwich, fam, can give that Popeye sandwich a, a strong, long run for so, its money. I, now, I have not had it, but obviously this is not KFC's first time around the sandwich block. But this so, one? What What is this? Is this like a new take on their sandwich? Are they calling it something spicy so that you know that this is a new the, one? So like, any, what's happening? Over see, this is, now this is kind of the thing that I don't like with any of these new guys doing the spicy thing because the spicy is just the sauce. And it really comes yeah. down to the sauce. So I will say everybody doesn't get it right, i.e. McDonald's. McDonald's has a nasty, disgusting Spicy chicken sandwich. Yeah, I'm glad you're putting your hands on your face because you can agree Fam, with me. That it I've is been wanting to di- say this to anybody that would disgusting. listen for so long. Both of McDonald's premium Both chicken sandwiches them. are butt cheeks, bro. Tra- tra- and that spicy yeah. one is particularly bad. They put, listen, that's so- for one, their spicy sauce is nasty. nasty. And for two, they put it on the top. And, and the, the bottom, bottom of the bun. And Why are you using so one, much of this nasty that ma- shit? That makes it too much. But then you want to know what really ruined it for me? Because I had, I wanted, I had that sandwich before I had the KFC sandwich. But you want to know what ruined it for me? One, McDonald's is literally only two minutes away from my home. So by the time I got it two minutes away from my home, it already <laughs> did not look, taste, or smell like I, it should have. Period. Ew. Being two minutes away. But then, yeah. like you say, so much sauce in there. There's sauce all over the inside of the bag, so you have no choice but to get sauce on your hand when you're trying to get oh, your sandwich so out of the bag. Like I, I, I experienced that nowhere else, not Popeyes or KFC, fam. So like, they got the mayor, and then like I said, I bit into the shit, and it was nasty. The sauce is nasty. The sauce is nasty. The chicken is nasty. nasty. Yeah, I don't know. Nasty. Like, it, I think their fryer is not set up for the cuts of meat. They're trying, oh, listen no. to me getting technical now. Their cuts of meat for that sandwich is not set up for the fryers they have. So it always either feels like it spent too much time in the grease or like, bro, it comes out of there so <laughs> They said, bro, they chicken gross. titties not right. <laughs> their chicken titties are bad, bro. They got bad tits over there. So speaking of tits, I'm a white meat man, right? Like I like a breast and a wing. I like a breast and a wing. For my body, I like a breast and a wing. I'm a dark meat guy, but I do appreciate a wing. Breast is just too much, too dry. I can't do all that dry. See, I'm glad. See, this is why we do it. <laughs> let's do fight, bro. Let's fight. Right, let's fight. Thigh meat in particular, but I can go all dark meat on this take. It's not juicy. That's slime, bro. Why do y'all call that juice? I'm not. I know the difference I'm not a between fan. slime and juice. I'm not a fan of. I'm not a fan of. Like traditional chicken thighs. Turkey now, some, meat is some juicy. boneless, some boneless chicken thighs slap for sure. Yes. But like 
I like some traditional thighs. Style. I'm not. I'm not a fan of eating those. Like even like if you talk some like country old niggas, it's a way to eat. That you you're supposed to like grab the bone, twist it, pull it out. That way you can eat it like it's boneless. But like I don't want to have to do all that to my chicken. I'm you know definitely... what I hate about a chicken thigh? When you bite it, it's like you're trying to solve a puzzle. What the fuck is that about? Like, why do you have to bite it at a weird angle and then pull it and then bite again and then pull it? It's like, like not, why it's like is this like to, a rib, a flat like rib to, disc? It's like you're trying to put on an oxygen mask or something. Like, why do I got to put my mouth this way? I don't, I don't, I don't like that. But I'm, I'm definitely a fan of. I'm, I'm a leg guy. I definitely like a leg and a wing. You can give me a leg and a wing all day. Um, maybe because I'm programmed from like wing dings and shit. Um, <laughs> but like a leg and a wing, and again, the, the but even I'm a whole wing fan. Let's just be honest, fam. Like, the whole thing together, the if triangle. You wanna, if you want to give me the triangle wing, All baby, right. we can we can run it up because that. So that's basically, a good you piece prefer for your chicken to come out of the back of a club versus the yeah 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 absolutely yeah yeah yeah. I definitely prefer a club wing, a, fi- a fifty cent on a Tuesday special night ass wing. That's me. You want to pull your wings apart. Also, yeah. now we are not talking about Taco Bell's wings. We're not. And I no, had no, 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 no. I don't not. want to. We're not doing no, it because I'm not. I'm never going to have them. I don't believe people. Are I had them. This is crazy. I had oh, them, and Jesus. I don't think they're bad. But we're not giving our takes. I'm just. Gonna I don't. Say, I don't want to hear that story. From me. Leave it at that. Yeah, I don't want to hear it. The the whole wing pulling them apart, getting wings, getting wings from the bar brings up another thing that I hate. Like I'm getting all my head off this episode, bro. <laughs> I don't like paying. A dollar or more per wing on a special. Like I understand that special. prices go up and there's inflation and shit like that. But if I can do quick math on your wings prices and it busts down to more than a dollar per wing, well, that instantly turns me off. We're spoiled. We come from a time, particularly in the city that we come from, where mm-hmm. you know twenty five cent wing twenty five cent wing dubs. night was an absolute dubs. real thing. You know, the, but that's what I'm saying. Like we come from that where that was a real thing. Like niggas complained until they made it all the way up to fifty cent and said whatever the fucking price they are now. Yeah, I mean, but like I said, that's why I prefer my wing out of a bar. For a long time, I went to the bar and I got my fifty cent wings. You got five. 10 wings for $5? That is give them to me. a lottery ticket to a nigga. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you're going to give me a buy one, get one uh, beer? at the. This is <laughs> this is great. I can come in here for $20 and leave full and drunk. I love it I, here. I have a feeling that after getting wings for $0.50 cent and buy one, get one on beers, my dick might work. It's like definitely it might work on work. time. It will this. absolutely work at the drop of a dime. Yeah, I mean it's it's working when you don't want it to work. Goddamn, it's actually getting <laughs> on your nerves. Working a little too well. Okay, jumping around again. We <laughs> talked briefly last week. I don't know if it was on air or not on air, but you wanted to talk guns, bro. I wrote this down because you said the word guns, and I was like, guns. I don't think we talked about guns, guns on the show. We got to talk guns this week, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, I guess where I was um, thinking of the conversation that we could have is, you know, maybe what was your first introduction to guns? Like, when did you figure Ooh. out guns was real, one? And then, two, like... I like the term guns a, was real because you see them on TV, but there's definitely a difference between, like, seeing what? guns on TV, knowing guns kill people, knowing guns are dangerous, mm-hmm. and then your first, first experience with absolutely. a gun in real... Oh yeah, and then that's real shit. <laughs> and then I wanted to know what your take was. You know, you, of course, in that first question, you can talk about you know how you've come along with guns until today. But then I want to know like how you feel about guns today, guns in the home, carrying guns, all that shit. All that shit is dope. You know, okay, so first, first things first, first experience with guns because I, I can't wait to hear yours too. But let me tell you, when I was so. It's interesting, right? Because I kind of come up in a sketchier household. So guns were 
kind of around, but never in my hands, right? Always mm-hmm. kind of kept away from me. I knew guns was in the house, but I never been a bad kid. So like, you know, I've told you about my older cousin that was the D-boy and all of that shit. Mm-hmm. He really kind of like mentored us, me and my cousins growing up. So when he would say, hey, my gun is in the closet, don't fuck with it. I know to everybody else in my family that meant, ooh, when he leave, I can't wait to go look at it. <laughs> said, but to ooh. me, that meant, don't fuck okay, with let it. me stay far away from that closet because staying in my cousin's good grace was was always front of mind for me. I understand. Because that. like this is the cousin that would break you off a couple dollars. He would give you Jordans if you was in his good mm-hmm. graces. I wanted the hand-me-downs. For sure. So what I gave a fuck about looking at the gun and getting in trouble and fucking up this Pelly Pelly he might give me. Right. Shit, I wanted that Pelly Pelly. So listen, I'm going to keep it straight and narrow with my cousin. So they would be around. I wouldn't have really any close experience with guns until I was in like 10th grade, bro, right? Like my dad, who had custody of us, had moved out of East Haven across the bridge in the neighborhood to the niggas we ain't fuck with, right? But I had a lot of family. Right to the the ops front door. Right to the ops neighborhood. I'm talking about we moved (laughs) from one gangbanging hood to where we had all built a reputation and everybody knew our whole family right to the ops neighborhood. Right to the heart of the ops neighborhood. (laughs) And I was like, fam, this is going to be a rough sophomore year. So, and my brother was never home. So like, you know, you know, the the famous, uh, I'm going to go get my older brother. Right. I could get my older brother, and he would that, fuck some shit up about me. Just that feeling of uh, security, knowing he's close. Yeah, he would fuck some shit up about me, and he has. But it might take four to six days. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go find him, and then I'm going to come and, back. And sometimes I would have to wait for him to get out to fuck you up. Like, nigga, right. as soon as he get out on bond, he better, will fuck You better not be standing up. on this corner four days from now, nigga. It's going down. And sometimes I didn't know what he was going. The ops might know he was home before I did. But anyway... <laughs> It was interesting because we had a, like, we moved right in the heart of the Ops neighborhood, but my cousin and a lot of my cousin's friends also lived in this neighborhood. So there was an, enough checkpoints to get me to the corner store without getting killed. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. if I walked the right way, I would go buy enough people that fucked with me's house to where if them niggas saw me, I could make a quick left and be in their backyard and knock on mm-hmm. the back patio door and, you know, find myself some refuge and shit like that. But I had an older cousin that, uh, so he was kind of off the porch early too, and he was uh, uh, older enough from me to where he was like out in the streets while I was still like trying to like figure out if this was what I wanted to do or not. And fam, when I tell you it was the oddest shit, right? Like in tenth grade, I was just on the cusp of technology. Like I think that was still when they was just starting to send out like free trials of AOL internet type shit. You know what I mean? So cell phones wasn't even really a thing thing yet. Mm-hmm. And I had just saved up enough money over the uh, summer break to where I had like $50, $60 in my possession. That don't sound like a lot, but like in 90 fucking five, 96, that was a lot of money for me. Right. So I'm like, damn, I, I really did it. Like I saved up $50, $60. What I'm going to do with this? And my older cousin found out I had $50, $60. He went a part to that $50, $60. He knew he could make something happen with that $50, $60. Uh-huh. So he started like sales pitching me on shit that he had that he knew I was into. He started light with like starter jackets and shit. Hey, little cuz, I'll sell you this 
bull starter jacket. You'll be fly as fuck first day of school if you buy this. I'm like, I don't need a starter jacket. <laughs> I, like, I'll keep my cash. Man. No, sir. I don't think I'll keep the cash. I'm holding it tight in my palm. But what else you got? He goes back in the crib. He's pulling out like polo boots way too far ahead of their time. I'm like, fam, I'm still wearing dicky suits. I still want to be <laughs> Ice Cube. That's not going to do it, bro. Do you have anything else? So then he goes back in the house again. He pulls out two things, Wes. He pulls out a brick minutes only free after nine o'clock cell phone without even a screen on it, bro. Like one mm. of them old cell phones. Mm. And he goes, I'll sell you this. And then he pulls his other can out and it's a six shooter revolver. I don't even know what it is still to this day. And he goes, or I'll sell you this for $60. Jeez. This, and now this is the same cousin, don't touch my gun no, in the closet. Cousin. I was about different to be like, cousin. Jesus No, that Christ. cousin would never do this. I was <laughs> that about to cousin be like, what the never. fuck is going on he in the really black community? Keep, that cousin really tried to keep us out of shit. This cousin okay. wasn't old enough to be wise yet. I don't think he was really trying to get me in no shit. He just wanted gotcha. the $60 and he fucked with me. He knew I was interested. But he put out an old cell phone and a revolver and he was like, I'll sell you one of these two for the $60. <laughs> And right then, bro, when I tell you, like, you know those moments in, like, movies or film where you, like, right, like, you kind of, like, leave the situation and you're, like, in an all-white room and it's just you and the two objects (laughs) and you realize right in that moment, like, the decision I make here is going to change my life. It's going to change my life. Red pill or blue pill, flat out. (laughs) Swear to God, it felt like that. Like, I'm not exaggerating for the story. Like, it felt like I was making a crucial decision right there in the moment. And I didn't even want the cell phone. But cell phones was cool and nobody really had them in the hood. And I was like, bro, if I take that gun, I'm a one, shoot I got to hide it from my dad. <laughs> I'm a shooter, nigga. <laughs> Two, I, I really think that there's really like a real stigma of like when you have a gun and you have it on you, mm-hmm. you're way more prone to bad shit happening because now you're always in the back of your mind. I got the strap. I've been in that situation before. So I was just like... Let's do the cell phone, bro. Let's just do the cell phone. Yeah, let's just do the it was cell the phone. first opportunity I had to have a real gun in my possession. And mm-hmm. even though I didn't buy it, that moment always really stuck with me. Like, damn, if I would have really like bought that gun, shit might have been really different for me, bro. Right. Like, I right. don't know. That that just that's a crazy moment that like I always still vividly like if I was in Columbus, I could take you to the house in the front yard. He did that in to this day, because it just always stuck with me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, that was like my first moment with a gun. But like, as far as like my theory and my stance on guns, it's funny because like I was just thinking about this the other day. Like, so I currently don't have a gun in my possession, right? But I'm not anti having guns in the house. Mm-hmm. A lot of times I'll be thinking about it like, damn, I should really put a gun in the house. Like, what the fuck? Like, I never know if something's going to happen. But then I start remembering like, bro, you moved to like the fucking up on the hill suburbs as right down the street from the police station and everybody knows your name town for a reason. Meth heads so find why their the fuck way are you trying everywhere. To get a gun? And then I think, well, what if a coyote jumps on my daughter? Like that's a thing out here too. So I, I, like I'm always back and forth with gun possession. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I do be really wanting to think like, well, maybe I need to just get me like a little rifle or a little shotgun or something mm-hmm. to where this is really just for defending the home and there's nothing fun about this. Like there are some right. guns you can get where it's like, there's nothing fun about this. This is a tool and you need to treat it as such. I don't need no pistol though, bro. Like I know me well enough to know if I have a pistol, I'm going to carry a pistol and I don't want to carry a pistol. I can understand that. Yeah, I can understand that for sure. I think my first, um, 
running. I feel like I was like maybe eleven or something like that. Um, fucking 11? around. Eleven. Yeah, maybe fucking around with my dad, like Jesus over at Christ. over at his cousin's crib, like. And his cousin had a revolver in the closet. And I remember it was one. I forget what we was in there. Why for, is it always revolvers first? Who knows? But like he opened up the closet, and I remember seeing it. And it, it's one of those moments, like when you when you see a gun up close for the first time, you do have you that up. frozen time kind of moment because it's like, oh shit, it's right here. Like and like you said, it's much different from. And I think you even gain that from like watching TV and, and shows that you be watching or whatever. That okay, the like yes, these are guns. I know what they're portraying on TV are guns, and you know the what they're portraying is you know the the consequence of guns. But like that first time you hear a real gun in real life, like <laughs> you know what I'm saying you understand you really understand that uh, the movies and shit and TV that is all for entertainment that is not real. Um, mm-hmm. And it's it's just it's it's a different thing, you know. what I'm saying you understand that that guns are real, and not only are they real, but they're machines, and they kill people. And and sometimes, mm-hmm. just like any other machine, machines can fuck up, so you got to be careful. And this is one that could like ruin like lives, and you know what I'm saying, like paralyze, <laughs> including people. yours. Though. Yeah, and, like, I think and, and, that's the most. I think that's the most captivating thing to me about guns, right? Because you can pull a gun and really legit use it to defend yourself, and still end up ruining your life. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. You can be in a situation where you think your life is in danger and you, for lack of, excuse the pun, jump the gun. Like, say you get into a little traffic fender bender, but you got your pistol on you. The nigga that you ran into the back of on accident jumps out his car a little too fast, a little too violently and starts banging on your, your driver's side window. And then now you pull the pistol out and maybe it goes off. But see, that's what you I'm saying. Really you really thought that your life was in yeah. danger, but it wasn't in that much danger. Yeah, well, but that's what I'm saying. Like a lot murder. of, yeah. But see, it's a, that, and and there's a difference in that. Yeah, I mean, and I, I was gonna get to that, but we can hit it right here. But like, yeah, you can't you can't turn and you can't turn into a nigga that you wasn't before you had a gun when you get a gun. A lot of people do that though. You, but you can't. I'm sure you've seen it. Of course, you've not, seen not it. Posted, but like, the, these are the people who are doing it for the wrong thing, and like, it's really. Mm. And I don't even want to say if you go through the the proper like training about guns and CC dubs and shit, because of course that's a way. But then of course we live in states where they don't give a fuck about none of that shit. You can just carry <laughs> right. your strap with your fam, y'all. You know I mean, so like this I, is but, your right, but there, yeah, it's your right. But there's like responsibilities inside of that as well. And like any person who you know, what I'm saying, I feel like the real people that you're the, the NRA gun, the members, the gun carriers. You know I mean, like they will even tell you like you're not supposed to pull your pistol unless you're gonna use it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so like, and that, and that's kind of the long and the short of that. And make sure you're justified. Yeah, I mean, so like, again, eleven was my first run. I think probably somewhere around like when did I? Uh, I don't know. Somewhere, somewhere in my t- between the thirteen and the nineteen is you know fucking around, hanging out with my cousin. They got mm-hmm. AKs and all types of guns. So it's like, oh shit, guns are even more real. But you know what I'm saying? That, <laughs> that wasn't. A, yeah, that wasn't an up close to personal thing. But even like within that time frame, like I say, fucking around with my cousin. I think this is um me and my mom stayed down in canal and shit and i think this is the time that me and my me nor my mom was home but somebody ended up like kicking in the door and like stealing her tv and like trying to steal some shit out of my room it was dumb like it was very very stupid but like being on some young rowdy nigga shit i'm like oh shit all right bet like i'm about to sit up in the crib all night and see if niggas want to come back like i'm on that type of time yeah i mean so my cousin ended up giving me this little 22 yeah i mean and like I never forget fucking. So this is this is the next day. Like I done stayed up all night. I done said I'm like, all right, cool. So like, of course, I'm in there. I'm with the with the yummy cocks ready to bang. If anybody <laughs> want to come through the door. So like, the next day when I'm you know calm down off all of that shit and I, the rational me kicks in. Like this nigga's not coming back. 
<laughs> Who wants second? Yeah, like I know, and this is like I'm t- this is like an old little small ass twenty two. It's an older pistol, yeah. You know I mean, could tell just uh-huh. been around hanging out in niggas' pockets for however long they've been around. Yeah, you know I mean, it's just got so, so like, much pocket length. Yeah, so like I take the clip out and I go to you know uncock the gun and shit and blase skip and like I swear the bullet came out. I don't, I can't remember all the way now at this point, fam. But like I'm caught and like nothing's coming out anymore. So I'm like, all right, well maybe I got the motherfucker out, fam. So like I just. I just I'm in the house by myself. I just up it, fam, and pull the trigger. Pow! Bullet comes what? out that bitch, fam. I'm like, Jesus. Put a, I, my mom probably don't still know that to this day unless she listened to this if she ever remembered that hole in the wall. But like, put a hole in the wall, fam. Like, <laughs> Sorry, I tried mom. to go through the house and like find the bullet where the bullet went. Still, I never found the <laughs> Look, bullet, see, bro. This is how you know niggas ain't supposed to have guns because now you yeah. like if I find the bullet, do like in your mind, I understand that you like you're startled, you're shook up, yeah. but you like. If I find a bullet, that don't mean the hole goes away. Like, find right, a bullet. Right, right. No, I just wanted to find a bullet, though, just to right. see, like, what had happened. Like, I don't want to... I was still in that age where I yeah. want my mom to find the shit. Like, we, right. <laughs> I might get in trouble if she found out and had a gun up in this motherfucker, regardless put, put of the circumstances. Put bullets in my walls. Right, right, right. You, should, <laughs> you ain't here shooting up my walls, nigga. You better put, right. take that shit back. Like, right. but now... um, And even, I'm trying to think, even before... I mean, shit, when I lived in Columbus, you know what I mean? I, you know, I had... Uh, all, all for home safety, yeah. You know I mean, had, had had the peace, yeah. You know I mean, especially because I got all women in the house, yeah. You know I mean, I, I I can fight and I can fend for myself, but shit, mm-hmm. if they come with a machete, I want to be armed, yeah. You know I mean, so right. like, Fist gotta don't do that. yeah, gotta do that. And, and period, you come up in this motherfucker, you get shot. There is no diplomacy up in here, goddamn it. <laughs> <laughs> you come through these doors, it's, it's ringing off. Um, but then, like I say, now, um, you know, my. But for, you know, other reasons, I'll state it this way. But my wife live here. We got my wife got guns. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) yeah. And and I'm you know, I'm I'll put it this way. Um, If if you see me out, particularly with my wife and particularly with my wife and kids, just know we I. Right, right. We we're gonna make it home. It's fine. This we always gonna make it. And I and I started that at the top of this year. Yeah, I mean, like I I, I kind of you know I I I've, we've been equipped around here for for quite a long time. It's a it's a it's enough guns around here for sure. And probably, I'm, I'm probably trying to add some more. Yeah, I mean, but like, see, I'm not mad I'm at that, a- man. Like, I I'm definitely pro uh, gun protection. Definitely pro gun safety. Like, yeah. um, I, I've taken my son to the shooting range once before, and he he really surprised me at how mature he was when handling a firearm. Mm-hmm. Like, he was just all ears and listening. Yeah. Like, he wasn't one of them, oh, man, just, can you stop talking so I can hurry up rah, and shoot rah. the thing and yeah. make the thing pop, pop, pop? Like, nah, he was, like, fully in, in like, eye contact. Mm-hmm. What do I need to do next? What's going to happen when I do this? Okay, make sure I, like, he was very, very responsible. And <clears throat> I've talked to him since we moved out here about gun ownership and stuff like that. And he's kind of into it, but he's not overly into it to where right, you should right. be worried. You know what I mean? Like he's right. not fascinated by guns, but he is not turned off by them either. Right. You know what I mean? So right. um, I do be thinking about it. I'm like, man, you know, it would be nice to have the right thing in mm-hmm. the house. The right thing. Right? Yeah. I don't need nothing that anybody could accidentally make go off in here. Like, yeah, I mean, and only the, intentional tools in this house. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's the thing about it. Like I said, I made that decision at the top of the year that, you know, if that's the circumstance, like I said, we're we going to make it back to the crib wherever we go to, however we got to make it there, yeah, I mean, by any means necessary. Um, but even part, like I say, the, the safety part is is a good thing. Like even, like I say, I don't even, I don't even have a clip in these fucking guns unless they're going out the house. Yeah, I mean, the clip mm-hmm. ain't even in it. And even at that point, I'm not even putting one in the head. Like, I'll, I'll handle that when it's time to do that, but. Right. 
I mean, like I said, it's, if, it's all about it's keeping a, it safe. Yeah, if it's a shoot the gun situation, I I want to say that it's safe to assume you'll have time to put the clip in. Like, you know, people people that keep it the clip in and then a bullet in the chamber, I always be feeling like yeah, that's nah. a little too much. Yeah, like nah. I don't in, know in the house, like what I kind say, of life you live to where yeah. you feel like it needs to be one in the chamber. Yeah, but you nah. gotta you gotta evaluate other things for if sure. You feel like you need one in and the that, chamber. Like, like say, if somebody breaks in your house. You have time. You got to put time, the clip and in, like I said, that's how I feel. Like where, where it's where it's at and accessible. If anything is going down, like they're definitely separate because I got time to do that for sure. Mm-hmm. But like, it, like I said, even when I'm out, like the clip is in, but I ain't put that. Even still, that's too dangerous. One in the head. Like I got time to do that there too. Shit, I'm gonna make time. Believe yeah, that. That's a fact. Believe um, that. One more thing that I want to tell you that I'm mad about. <laughs> so I can get it all out of my system before we finish this week's episode. You know what else I'm mad about, bro? And this this happened to come on like a commercial. And I don't know why it was like on a commercial on my TV. Because you normally only see this shit on like first week orientations to a new job and shit like that, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like people don't talk about this enough. And you know me and you, we like to expose a good jig. We like to laugh about a good jig. But this is a jig, jig, jig that has been going on for some time. And I don't feel like anybody's blown the whistle on this appropriately. You know, when you get a new job, particularly like in um, whether it be commerce or sales or most jobs do this and you're sitting and you're watching like the new hire orientation videos, like your whole first day is always out of the eight hours is six hours of you sitting in front of a computer screen mm-hmm. with headphones on yeah. while all the other workers that's been there walk behind you, look at your desk and shake their head like you don't want to work here, bro. Like it's always six hours of that. Mm-hmm. And in your instructional videos, there's always one bullshit ass video that makes me mad of the CEO of the company with an apron on, <laughs> bagging groceries going, you know, Back in 1973, I started <laughs> off as a busboy just like you. Mm-hmm. And I worked really hard. I never thought in a million years that one day I would be the CEO of Kroger's. I just was working a part-time job just like you. Next thing you know, I worked hard and dedicated myself and gave it 100% every day. And fucking look at this. I'm the <laughs> CEO. Like you look? I didn't even mean to become a Fortune 500 company uh. owner. It just happened. And then this is the part that makes me the maddest. Then he has the fucking nerve to look in the camera and say, this could happen for you too. And you know it can't. And he knows it can't. No, it can't. And the See, system you is designed for it not to. You missed a key Why part. Why did they do it, Wes? You missed a key part. See, it's 2022 now. He mm-hmm. told you he started in 1973. It took this motherfucker 49 years. <laughs> To become the CEO of a company. How many niggas do you think is holding out for 49 years to make it to CEO? That nigga's going to die next week because he worked that hard to get to that <laughs> position. Hard. Like, Too hard. And like for it's, but like, I, and that's the, that's the shit that makes me mad about like corporate America and shit like that, fam. Because like who, who is that detached that made this video that thought that this was going to motivate me to want to give my who all to your company? Who thinks that's inspiring? Because I, I know you only put the apron on to shoot this clip. Like, you, they didn't catch you bagging groceries that nope. day because it's a part of your routine. <laughs> like, and then if you, you went like, there really squint your eyes and look, and the like cameras. The, bro, and then if you really squint your eyes and look, the nigga's putting the orange in there with a gallon of milk and then a loaf of bread. Like, he don't even fucking remember yeah, nah, how to bag groceries. He's not even properly. properly bagging. Yeah, he putting, the, <laughs> he putting the, the milk on top of the bread. Like, bro, 
This is this is not the video for you. Like motherfucker got got to his got his apron on backwards. Like a nigga just got on all types of dumb shit. And it's like, bro, this is this is not motivation to me. And again, it took you forty nine years to become the CEO, bro. Like I don't think that's the path I want to follow. Yeah, that's too long. That's too Way long. Too long. And he saw how to touch that. He don't even know that this ain't inspiring. Like, show me one nigga that saw that clip and then sat up in that chair. Like, oh shit. This is my time. Like, right. Or then not only they show you a video in twenty twenty two from two thousand and two. It's like, um, nigga. Why? <laughs> you, you don't, like, you're not even the CEO no more. And bro, in instructional videos at new jobs, when I'm watching your videos, the minute I see a nigga with an out-of-dated haircut, I start tuning out. Oh yeah. If you like, get if it's grainy on your film, I ain't really tuning in. Bro, if it's grainy, if your nigga got like if you're a black man, because it's only always one black guy, like if you're a black to. guy and your safety video has a squared off box without a lineup, I'm like, all right, fam. <laughs> All of these practices are dated. Like, y'all really need to get y'all's forklift operations video updated this year. Like, Bro, this is insane. Why you said that, it just made me think about, are you, do you ever find yourself, like, in commercials or infomercials or instructional videos like that, finding yourself upset at the roles you find black people playing? Yes. yes. Like, like, what the fuck? Like, I watched, what were they? I forget what I was watching, but it was two white Two white chicks. Oh, it was a parody video, but it was real. It was two white chicks and a black chick. They were talking about Bitcoin, and the two white chicks were explaining Bitcoin, but it was they were explaining it in a way that didn't make any fucking sense. And the black chick was there, like, "What the fuck is y'all talking about?" But then, like at first, I laughed for like the first thirty seconds, like, "Oh yeah, this is." But then I was like, "Wait, they portraying the black woman to be ignorant. They trying to make her seem like she don't understand." You know, like, it's too complicated for her to understand, so they tried to, like, and that upset me in the long run. I just find myself doing that a lot of times, like, why did a black dude got to be the mechanic? Why well, can't well, he be the customer? Fam, and you know what? And honestly, it's all it's hard to get it right, because in a very real one that they have us watch at my job every year, it's the one about, like, harassment and sexual harassment, right? And then, like you said, there's the one black guy in this depiction in the office and it's about sexual harassment. So there's the creepy white guy that's harassing the white lady that's clearly uncomfortable. And the black guy's role is to be nosy and, yeah. and walk into the break room and, uh, um, yeah, John, bro, can't yeah. you tell she's uncomfortable? And I'm like, damn, <laughs> like, bro, this was your like, business. It'd be nigga. Like, like, no nigga would never not mind his business in this. Yeah, bro. Never mind. I seen a clip of Eddie Murphy. Um, I think he was on a Jay Leno show a long time ago when a uh, fucking boomerang was out and he was saying how the white people were in an uproar because they were like, there was no white people in the movie. And Eddie Murphy was like, yeah, they were in an uproar because they're like, who the fuck's running that office? There's a whole bunch of black people up there. <laughs> no, I don't see anybody. Tra- this is yeah, going there's on. nobody in charge. And this is nuts. Like, it's like, you just can't imagine that black people could that be a role that you didn't fathom. And again, it's like, how many, how many places you been to go get your tire fixed and ran into a nigga? Or how many oil change places you been? None. Like, start showing yourselves in real positions. Like, yeah, we know y'all got the high positions, but show show the trash man. I've never actually seen a nigga trash man in my neighborhood. Too. Only, tra- only nigga trash man in the world is Rock from BET. And you know what's so fucked up is that I don't have enough self-esteem because I've watched Boomerang probably a fulfilling times. Mm-hmm. And when you mention who ran, like, the fucking uh, perfume company and who was actually... Like Eddie Murphy and what's the chick's name's boss? Mm-hmm. I just like as you was in the middle of telling that story, I squinted my eyes up and I was like, "Who was the boss in that office?" <laughs> <Who> <laughs> I don't remember seeing the boss. 
<laughs> I don't. They never really show the actual owner of that company, did they? Because I'm expecting to see a white man in suspenders with a slick back hair, and it was the girl, right? Like she it was, was no, she yeah, was. she. I mean, she was a ball, but I feel like maybe when they was at the um at the boardroom table for the Strange commercial, I feel like it might have been some white people at the board. But that was really like maybe the only spot. Besides that, it's all niggas in that movie. Black How old are you, Wes? Thirty two. I'll be thirty three this year. Do you remember around what age you was when you first saw Boomerang for the first time? Um, I was young. Okay. You don't need to know the exact age, but I'm asking you to tap into Old West real quick right now, the first uh-huh. time you saw Boomerang. And then I need you to zap <laughs> like this nigga already laughing. I need you to zap back to 33 year old Wes uh-huh. and try to make the two people merge. Okay. I feel like you think you know where I'm going, but I'm Maybe. gonna ask you anyway, just in case you do. Young Wes had a feeling about Grace Jones, and older Wes has a feeling about Grace Jones. Is that feeling the same? No. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to ask you directly. At 33, do you have something to tell younger Wes about how you would fuck Grace Jones when you thought you wouldn't when you was a kid? I would never give him those disgusting details. I would just tell him, look forward to your future. This has been the Dipped in Butter program. We appreciate y'all checking us out each and every Tuesday, even if it's pre-recorded, even if y'all enjoy it or don't enjoy it. Hey, man, we appreciate y'all being here because you made it to hear it and you must have fucked with it a little bit. Um, Listen, I'm not going to steal Wes's shit this week. I'm not going to tell you to tell a friend to tell a friend because fuck it. Keep it to yourself. You don't got to tell nobody. It's your goddamn business. This is your show. You paid for it. You don't have to do nothing you don't want to do. My name is Kat. You can check my and our extra content out over on YouTube.com forward slash because that's our slash Dipped in Butter program where our music reviews are up and you will not be getting a new one because we are on vacation. You're listening to Ghosts of Us right this minute. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, It's your boy, West No T, a.k.a. Elmer Young. Motherfucking goddamn glue around this bitch. You play a partner, P-O-D-N-A. At Forever Young 89 on Instagram. Fuck with me, dude. Yes, sir. Like I say each and every week, the universe is way too big for your little ass problems. And with that being said, all of you fast food companies out there, y'all need to really get y'all shit together because there is no reason for y'all to be putting strips on sandwiches. It's like putting logs on a fucking canoe. It's stupid. Don't do that anymore. <laughs> I, I agree. And uh, you know the rules around here. Rule number one is tell a friend to tell a friend, not only about the pod, but um, I want to say don't buy the revolver from your cousin. Um, I definitely <laughs> want to double down on that because you could end up walking into the McDonald's and shooting up the place because... There's nasty uh, spicy sauce on your sandwich. You could leave holes in the wall um, that don't come out once you find the bullet. And then two, mind your motherfucking business. Yes, sir. Don't look for the bullets. We'll catch y'all next week. You have officially been dipped.